Welcome to an episode of Riffs with Motto, the podcast where open hearts and self-responsibility are sexy AF. I'm your host, Amy Lee Mutton, and it is my pleasure and my absolute honor to inspire you to remember your truest and highest self, liberating your deepest expression. It's my dream to walk in a world full of beings who are deeply connected to their essential being, who have remembered their true nature and are living in connection with their open, vibrant and radiant hearts. This is a podcast where nothing is scripted, everything is on the table and love is at the heart of each offering. Thank you for bringing your heart to this space and thank you for being here to receive the transmission of this episode. Hello, beautiful souls, and welcome to the second episode of Riffs with Mudo. I am so excited to be here with you, to be recording these words for you. I've actually just finished uh, recording the intro episode, and while I was on a roll, I thought that I would jump straight into this second episode, which feels for me like the first content episode. So today, as you would have seen, as you clicked play on this episode, the topic that we are talking about is imposter syndrome, imposter syndrome, who invited you? So for those who haven't maybe heard the term imposter syndrome, I will do my best to explain what it means to me. And even as I say those words, I can hear this voice in my head saying, oh my God, Amy, quick, stop, press pause on the recording, jump on Google, Google what imposter syndrome is. Uh, You should have researched, you should have scripted this and you should know. And that is such a beautiful example of what imposter syndrome is. So thank you, my little friend, for your help in providing that that little piece of content. So imposter syndrome is this voice that is inside of us that screams at us where we, uh, where we, oh God, it's not even where we can do better. It's like the, it's the voice in our head that is overly critical. So essentially it is also described by many people as our ego. Um, Today, I'm steering away from calling it the ego because for me, the ego encapsulates so many other things, so many other behaviors um, and shows up in many ways. So today, we're just going to dance in the space of imposter syndrome because we're specifically talking about the critical voice that chimes in and says, who the fuck are you to do that? Who are you to do X, Y, Z? Who said that you could be an authority on blah, blah, blah? Who said that you could liberate your voice and your expression and start a podcast and tell the whole world honestly, openly and radically what you think about things? So I will let you in on a little secret. The reason that this is my first content episode is I am outing my own imposter. So I relate this very similarly to shame. I have this um, belief around shame that shame is something that only exists in the dark. And when we take the light to it, it it really takes some of the sting off of it. So imposter syndrome, yeah, I relate really similarly that our imposter, uh, our imposter, you're going to hear me refer to it as that almost like a third person as this being this, it's like the little devil that lives on your left shoulder. 
whichever side feels right for you, (laughs) Um, that our imposter really only has a hold of us when we don't talk about it. Uh, So when we actually speak about it and when we actually speak out loud and own the voice and the stories that it is telling us, um, it loses some of its sting. And it also gives us an opportunity to hear how often it's quite ridiculous. Um, I have a couple of really beautiful friends who hold gorgeous space for me when this imposter is coming up. And, you know, it's more than just brushing it off and saying, oh, well, that's not true. You know, get on with it. Um, and I really want to go into that today of, of how we can actually invite our imposter syndrome to be a useful messenger in our lives, because it actually has some really cool stuff to say to us. And it holds a really beautiful signpost for us. So before I dive into that, I want to actually share a story with you. Probably, um, it's the, it's probably my biggest experience of imposter syndrome and, and the time where it really hit me in the feels the most. So I also want to want to frame this in like, I believe that everyone to an extent um, meets this challenge inside of themselves. Everybody has an ego um, and to to different extents for different people, this imposter thread will show up. Um, So, yeah, so this story that I want to share with you had happened at my cacao facilitator initiation training, and that was in that was about 18 months ago now. And so I was on a it was a six day retreat, a six day immersion training, and we were up in northern New South Wales in this beautiful, beautiful location. And we'd been deeply immersed for days at this point in receiving these incredibly profound and beautiful teachings my beautiful teacher Gemma uh, of anchoring the light uh, who was passing on to us these teachings and these wisdoms and traditions of these masters in the Andes and so working with the working with the medicine of cacao and working with the teachings of the Andean cosmovision hearing these stories of of the lineage and yeah these incredible wisdoms that have been revered for thousands and thousands of years so you know I, I i guess the first few days i sat there in awe just receiving this information and receiving these transmissions and letting them really move into my body and then i um I guess as the training, it might have been, it might have been it wasn't the last day, it might have been the second to last day. Um, but as it was sort of coming time to me realizing that I was there receiving this information to then go forth and share it, um, I just became overwhelmed with this feeling of who the fuck am I to do this? Who am I to share this incredible medicine? Who am I to serve this medicine to people? Who am I to carry the blessing of these masters and and share it with people? And I remember that at the end of one of our sessions, 
we, I think we'd, we'd been on this meditation journey and I was all up in my head and I was just so jammed up and everybody went off to lunch and I just sat there on the floor in this temple and I bawled my eyes out. I was hysterical and I was paralyzed. I, I just remember this feeling of being completely immobilized and one of the beautiful girls who I was training with sat with me and stayed with me and she actually called um, Gemma over and Gem sat down in front of me and, and just said like, what, what's going on? What's here for you? And I, I remember looking up at Gem through my very, very tear-stained eyes and just saying, I can't do this. Who am I to do this? And I will never, ever forget. And it's medicine that I walk with and it's something that's just, it's so imprinted in my heart. Gem's response was, um, you know, it, it was along the lines of, who are you not to? Who are you not to? And also... This is your humility talking through you. And a part of me doesn't want you to to lose that. And what she was really saying by that is keep your reverence. Keep, Keep this feeling of deep gratitude and awe of how brilliant and powerful and potent these teachings are. And also know that you've been brought to this Um, time space reality in this lifetime of receiving this initiation and and know like who are you not to if you can share this medicine from your heart and hold these teachings with reverence who are you not to so it took me some time and I put myself back together from that and for the last 18 months have been serving this medicine and I still feel incredibly humbled by this opportunity in fact at the moment I'm actually sitting my apprenticeship initiation for the third time because I am just it it goes deeper and deeper each time and I'm obsessed with being in space with Gemma and with the sacred chocolate cacao family and just receiving the potency of these teachings and staying staying in that deep reverence grace and humility so What's really important about that story for this context of imposter syndrome is I could have I could have let that paralyze me and fuck there's still times where that comes up for me where I'm like who am I to serve this medicine and I just always come back to Jem's words of like who who are you not to um so yeah I want you to really feel how how strong that was for me and continues to be and that what I do in the face of that is continue to meet myself deeper continue to drop deeper into my own heart and my connection with myself and come back to my own truth and my own knowing that um that that there's more and that this voice and this imposter is offering me offering me more depth so moving into that, like I'd love to discuss how, how can we invite our imposter syndrome to be a useful messenger in our life, in our lives. So I am a big believer in really, um, really using the experiences that we're having as messengers. 
I talk to clients about this all the time with um, anger is a great example. So if, if I'm working with someone, they've got a lot of anger. I'm like, great. And, and how is anger being a messenger for you? What is the voice of anger telling you? Because all of the experiences that we have are messengers in some form. There is information that we can extract from every experience, every feeling, everything that we have. Some of it's worth keeping, some of it like we chuck away. So if you were to invite imposter syndrome into your life as a useful messenger and you were to think about something in your life where imposter syndrome really, really rears itself and you have a lot of questions and a lot of doubt about yourself, how can that imposter be a useful messenger? Because for me, my imposter syndrome holds a giant signpost like neon flashing signpost that has arrows on it and points directly to where my limiting beliefs are the beliefs that I hold to be true about myself and by my imposter syndrome showing me so clearly I can actually go in I can become really curious about the stories that I'm telling myself and I can go on a journey of debunking those So some of them I potentially can consciously contradict with collecting evidence that proves that belief not to be true. Remember, your imposter syndrome is like this very clever detective evidence gathering, investigating machine that is constantly finding evidence in the world only to support the belief that it holds to be true. So we have to choose to consciously find information and evidence that supports the alternative belief what is actually true, what we actually want. And there will also be some of these beliefs that are really, really deeply rooted in our subconscious. They might be really deeply rooted in our survival part of our brain. And there are, an incre- there are incredible practitioners that you can work with. You can work with hypnotherapy. Uh, personally, I work with kinesiology quite a lot. I've got some incredible kinesiologists in my light team here on earth um and yeah i've just done some profound work with clearing limiting beliefs and my imposter has been such a critical guide in helping me actually find the beliefs that are holding me back and i've then been able to take them to my kinesiologists and have them help me remove them from my subconscious programming so Yeah, it's just it's really important to create this um, safety inside of yourself to hear the voice of your imposter because it can be really overwhelming. And for me, that's why having a deep connection to myself and having a deep connection to my heart, um, it's so important. It's one of my greatest resources. It's like my own heart, my own highest self, my own inner world and resilience is one of my greatest allies because this journey of actually meeting your imposter, it's going to potentially feel really, really fucking uncomfortable at times, right? You're going to have to look at yourself deeply and sit in the face of your beliefs. And then, and then if you really want the life that is on the other side of these beliefs, you have to do something about them. And that is... That's a whole extra game. So 
yeah, you you will hear in the intro to my podcast and you may remember from the intro episode, I spoke about having an open heart and uh, yeah, I'm actually going to dive into that in, a, in an episode soon that we speak, people speak about hearts and open hearts and it feels really love and lighty. Um, and it's not it for me, like it's not all butterflies and rainbows and the pretty stuff. Like having an open heart is actually one of the most courageous things that you can do. It is the part of you that keeps walking into deeper and deeper and deeper connection with yourself. Every time your imposter syndrome is, um, rearing itself to you, it's showing you a new edge. It's showing you, um, yeah, a new edge of yourself. And it's giving you an opportunity to do something about it. So something else that I think is really available to us um, in this journey of meeting our imposter syndrome is this learning to lean into trust that this moment, I'm seeing it as a collision, like where we're just meandering through our lives we're moving through our lives and then all of a sudden we're met with this shadow aspect of ourselves that is going who the fuck are you it's like it's this collision because it really can knock you off your path you know I've had this experience in my business I've been cruising along um really well and and yeah having lots of interaction and traction in my business and all of a sudden this imposter just jumps in and collides with with where I am and it, it can really throw you. So if we can learn to lean into trust that that moment, that collision, that revealing of the imposter is here to expand us and we can welcome this belief that in every single moment we have the option to either expand or to contract if like yeah if we're walking with that like we are we're truly opening ourselves up to a life of transformation because these these moments that we're faced with this fear and we're faced with our inner critic when we actually choose to meet these head on and we choose to meet them with an open heart and we choose to consciously move through the discomfort, we are on the precipice of a huge, huge opening. And I want you to remember that it always, always, always feels the most uncomfortable right before that giant opening. I am telling you that from a place of practiced, tried and tested, absolute knowing that The moments that I have been in it the deepest and I've kept going are always, 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 and I can see it in hindsight and now I can trust it as I'm moving through it, that that moment of absolute tension and fuck, can I actually keep going? It's always followed by this pop. It's followed by this huge opening And this liberation and this expansion where you've met your edge and you've allowed yourself to move past it. So as I start to to close this loop um, and bring this episode to completion, the main message that I really want to leave you with is that you are not your imposter. You are not your imposter syndrome. You are a 
a, a completely expansive being. You are limitless. You have infinite potential and capacity. You are pure love. You, you're a multifaceted being that you are incredibly unique and you've come here for a unique journey and there are so many parts and pieces to you and my invitation to you is to become really curious with yourself so in the same breath of saying you are not your imposter and note that i'm saying and not but and i also invite you to let your imposter inform you because while it is not the truth of who you are it is actually a very very useful ally to you to point out very clearly where you are holding some limiting belief of yourself. Let your imposter help you find your edges. Be very gentle with yourself. Try not to push too hard on um, getting to the bottom of things and getting to the bottom of yourself and Try not to banish your imposter and its voices and suppress it and ignore it and pretend it's not there because that doesn't actually allow what is trying to be revealed to you to come to the surface. And yeah, like the more you do this, there is this beautiful way that you can learn to listen without taking taking the voices too seriously Uh, without taking what they're saying as gospel um, and without without receiving what they're saying as as being the truth of who you are you get to just listen to it from this curious place so I really really hope that this has been beneficial to you it feels really beautiful for me to share My story from my facilitator training with you about imposter syndrome, it feels really beautiful for me to out my own imposter. My imposter keeps chucking its hand up about this podcast saying that I shouldn't be doing it. And here I am sitting in the fire of that, uh, just really knowing that this is something that I want to be doing. I want to be sharing with you and um, that I, I already feel expansive. I already feel so much expansion inside of my body from listening to my imposter and understanding what it is saying to me and then also choosing to do the thing anyway. So I really welcome your response to this podcast. Please reach out to me. I would love to hear what has really resonated with you. Uh, that really means so much to me when I hear back from people, how my message has connected with them. And yeah, ask yourself those questions Ask yourself where your imposter syndrome shows up in your life. Ask yourself how you can invite your imposter syndrome to be a messenger for you. Make sure you're in that deep connection with your heart and a deep connection with yourself and lean into the trust that when your imposter syndrome sticks its hand up and wants to shout at you, that there is this opportunity for expansion and you don't have to move into contraction. I'm sending you so much love and I look forward to sharing more words with you very soon. Well, that is a wrap on another episode of Rips with Mutto. As always, thank you so much for being here with me. I'm so deeply grateful that you're here participating in this exchange with me. 
I would love for you to share this podcast with any of your friends and your family that you think would also resonate with the content in this space. I'd love for you to tag me, letting me know what has really connected with you. Tagging me on Instagram at Amy Lee Mutton. I'm sending you such an abundance of love and gratitude. And remember, you are the one who gets to remember yourself and then share that version of you, the real you, with the world. I love you.